I'm so welcome. Hello. 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 You could say hello. Oh, I can say hello. Hi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're there's a no surprise. But yeah, I don't this know why is... I'm waving at the microphone. Hi. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of. I think I think Lisa has to edit like my wavy sound. If you move your hand like too fast in front of the microphone, it makes like a sound that I hear on the thing. <laughs> That's it. It'll be in there. Um. So. You're tuning to the Decades Club. Yes. Sans Aaron again. Uh-huh. Lisa is here. Marie is here. But a special, special guest is here today. For our special, special Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And it's Dr. Carolyn Rando. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Carolyn, Dr. Rando, is <laughs> the supervisor in my PhD. Our very great support person at the institute. She's a lecturer in forensic anthropology and bioarchaeology. Yep. Uh, and she was our lecturer for our masters that we did a couple of years ago. Yeah, and all forensic anthropology, juicy goodness. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of dead people. Yeah, more the better. <laughs> Same. Yeah. So, uh, and we brought you along to talk about your favorite topic. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Zombies. Zombie zombies. So, zombies. Halloween. Uh, the reason why we brought you along is also is because we know nothing about it. Okay, right. Fair enough. So, yeah. we are here to learn. Pretty much, As always. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're going to be mostly talking about movie zombies. Mm-hmm. Not the zombies that have their roots in West African and Caribbean culture. If you do want to learn more about that, you should listen to... Pre-Dead Boys, our sister podcast. Um, and they just recently did the episode on zombies, which was amazing, like, anthropological, ethnographic sort of research yeah. into that sort of mm. where it comes from and what researchers think is the explanation kind behind the folklore. Kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had some really good, like, audio clips of interviews with mm. people in there and stuff. It was very, very good. You, should, mm. you might like it yeah, if you want to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll do the most spooky. Mm-hmm. Spooky line movie zombies. Yeah. Movie zombies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do have a nice zombie definition here. Oh, yeah. From, yeah, read uh, the def. Zombiepedia. Right. Um, so I can't say it's my definition. Your own personal website, Zombiepedia. It's my, yeah, it's my website. No, it's not my <laughs> website. Um, but it is pretty amazing. A zombie, in the broadest sense, is a person who has lost his or her self sense of self-awareness and identity and cares only for the destruction and often consumption of any human around, no matter what the circumstances or cost to his or herself. They make up for this loss of intelligence in sheer numbers, as the state of zombieism is almost always contagious and spread virally at devastating cost to the surrounding society. Technically speaking, true zombies are always dead and then reanimated. Okay. So I think that's quite a good general zombie definition there. So if you're just attacked by a zombie and become a zombie yourself, you're not a true zombie. Well, it depends on whether you die and then come back. Because usually, like, you die from your wounds or something, and then... You come back as a zombie, okay. like you immediately. That's how they like shoot. You have to like shoot you before you know you reanimate. So it's right. like as soon as you die, then they shoot you again. Oh, uh-huh. so like a double death. A double death, yeah. Okay, and then the second death stops you from becoming the. Well, zombie. it's kind of like you become a zombie and then immediately like all right, okay, yeah. two taps to the head, we're done. Okay, okay. You know, kind of like okay. so. I haven't seen any zombie movies at all. Yeah, um, I don't think ever. Lisa and I, I are not ever. into spooky films. I get scared very easily. Yeah. We are... So you don't want to come over to my place for like a Silent Hill like adventure N- night? Huh? No. <laughs> Sounds no. like a nightmare. <laughs> I, when I'm in the movie theater and there's a trailer for 
a horror film, I have to, like, look away mm-hmm. and, like, not listen, like, focus on something else because I get so scared. Yeah, I do that as well. well. I think some of the zombie films I'll mention are also really funny. Okay. So they're yeah. just definitely worth watching. Good. There's two that I can think of which are okay. hilarious. I have seen one zombie film, which is more of a comedy, mm. and it's very funny. I can talk about it as well. Yeah, you know. Which one? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Yes. Yeah. It's um, amazing. I genuinely think it's an amazing film. <laughs> the quality is outstanding. I'll, I'll have to check it out. I have not seen it. I've so. seen... Have you seen on Netflix The Santa Clarita Diet? I have. I've seen the advertisement before, but I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, sh- it's very funny and good. Yeah. That's Because they are they are zombies. Drew Barrymore is a zombie. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So she, in the first episode, she basically comes down with this horrible illness and becomes, like, a flesh-hungry zombie, but is also still, like, married to her husband and a real mm-hmm. estate agent and needs to oh. handle all of that. It's very funny oh. and good. So it's basically kind of taking the zombie trope into more of a, like, a vampire slash, like, that sort of trope mm-hmm. where, you know, they have that sort of affliction and they are kind of within the society, but they have to... Yeah, sort of yeah. That's sort of more with them. Interesting. There's another series which is not not similar, but kind of the same idea about reintegrating zombies back into society, which is I Zombie, which is also really funny. It's yeah. a series, and it's you can find it on Netflix. And the protagonist she becomes a zombie, but she has and she has to eat brains to kind of keep on going. But she's like normal for the most part, other than like physically she looks a little bit different. Uh huh. It's just going about her life, but she has to get a job as like a mortuary assistant so that she can get access to the brains oh. like all the time. It's really funny. It's really worth watching. Okay, um, that sounds good. It's a, it's a different type of zombie because I think traditionally for like zombie films and stuff, they're always like not very self-aware. Like that's yeah. the idea. Yeah. It's just not, yeah. like a mass of things coming at you. But like the Santa Clara Diet and I Zombie are very much like more on the vampire side of things is mm-hmm. that they're still part of society, but they just happen to be eating human flesh. Yeah. I think there's often like a, a really like a blend between zombie vampire stuff in mm. films and movies. Cause I was, when I was thinking about zombies, I was like, Oh, well I've seen, I am legend and that's about zombies. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was like, I'll research the book. I am legend because apparently that started a lot of the like zombie vampire movie mm. book idea things. But it's about vampires, apparently. Yeah, yeah but not the, zombies. But they I just kind the, of look like zombies, but they're vampires. Yeah. Oh. It's also one of the greatest books ever written. Really? Hands down, it's one of the greatest books ever written. Forget the movie. Uh-huh. Read the book. It's really profound. For like a okay. horror genre kind of novel, it's like once you get to the end and then you read it again, because it's really quite short, uh-huh. you just like, you, your mind is blown because it's like who, the idea is who's the monster. Oh. So it's really cool. Anyway, out there, everyone, please. It's read different than so the plot is different than the film. It wasn't sexy enough, I guess. Yeah, you know, kind of this other ending that was proposed in the book, so they had to change it for the Will Smith okay. version. Yes. So, all right, it's unfortunately not true to the book. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so I have this. I think we should start on a scholarly article. Excellent. Which is something we almost never do, but we have a scholar here, so <laughs> I guess we'll do it. Theoretically. So <laughs> a theoretical scholar. <laughs> So I have this article that Carolyn gave to us, and it was written, I think, in 2009 by Philip Moons et al. So you can find it. And it's called When Zombies Attack, Mathematical Modeling of an Outbreak of Zombie Infection. And you can find it on, like, Google Scholar. You don't need a special, like, library code to get this article, which is which is very good. So what these... Uh, I don't actually know who these people are. They work in statistics and math. I don't I don't know if any of them are epidemiologists, mm. but they're studying they're looking at basically zombie 
what do they call it? Like a zombie outbreak. Uh, outbreak mm-hmm. And how the contagion would work and using these mathematical models that are normally used to look at the way diseases progress and infect people. They try different variables to see how to survive basically the the zombie outbreak. So they have these mathematical models and they try different things. Like the first one's just like there's zombies and there's people that can be turned into zombies. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that are dead and like, how would they interact? And they use all these big fancy symbols that mean something in math. And it all looks very complicated. Yeah, but basically, the first one is like coexistence between humans and zombies or the infected is not possible. Right. So they try some different scenarios. Um, let's just go Does through that mean them. that all the humans are dead then? Everyone yeah. dies. The zombies live and all the humans die. All the humans. So they try trying the model with um, like a 24-hour latent period. So after the individual is infected, there's a short period of time where they're sort of dead before they become the infectious Mm -hmm. zombie. And again, coexistence is not possible. All the zombies survive. All the humans die. The next thing they try is having the option of quarantine. Mm. So they assume that the quarantined individuals are removed from the population and cannot infect new individuals while they remain quarantined. They said, we expect that quarantining a large percentage of infected individuals is unrealistic due to infrastructure limitations, <laughs> and ultimately the, the zombies will all survive and the humans will not. Right. Uh, a model with treatment. So they have treatment. They no longer need quarantine. The cure allows zombies to return into normal human form, but it does not provide immunity. Right. So that's the next model. And they found out that Humans are not completely eradicated, but there's mm-hmm. far more zombies than humans. Okay. So that's the sort of situation when you're sort of walking down and that sort of thing, where it's a small group of people is fighting to... Yeah. There's also a video game, I think, like that, uh, Last of Us. Oh, okay. I think, which is kind of a similar kind that's of That's terrifying. It's, it's really like apocalyptic. Game. Yeah, I would not survive in the, this situation. No. The final one is called Impulsive Eradication. So... They say, um, they're talking about, like, actually attacking the zombies Mm -hmm. at this point. They say, it was assumed that it would be difficult to have the resources and coordination to attack them all sort of at once. So we'd need to attack more than once, and with each attack, try and destroy more zombies. Mm -hmm. So they did that, and that was the only positive, the only one that actually worked to defeat the zombies. It would take, in their model, 10 days to destroy all of the zombies if you repeatedly attacked them. Okay. Um, but basically, the conclusions is that they said, in summary, a zombie outbreak is likely to lead to the collapse of civilization unless, unless it's dealt with quickly. I so love there you go. in their discussion, they mentioned how, sort of, compared to other diseases, these people don't die. Right. So, they what they do not calculate is for uh, things like. Uh, political association with leader, uh, human leaders and things like mm-hmm. that. It's like, you know, actually um, kind of real life, real life situations where, yeah, you know, they would sort of have a political role as well. Just a very interesting point. Yeah. Using the zombies for like polling stations and stuff like that. Like, we're anti-zombie. Yep. No, we're pro-zombie. <laughs> zombies are people too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I mean, what a fun academic life to have to model zombie apocalypse. I think it's great, yeah. Yeah. What what are we going to do for our next project? Zombies. Zombies. Let's find out, yeah. Reanimate some corpses. Um, Yeah. 
Um, I looked at the difference. I don't know a lot about it, but you mentioned there is like 50 different, 40 different types of zombies. So according to Zombiepedia, which is now going to be my resource for everything, um, there's like 50 (laughs) different types because every film Mm -hmm. and every book that comes out with zombies in it in some way tend to approach them in a slightly different way. So there's like little variations, I guess, to make it like your own for your universe that your characters live within. So on here, there are literally 50 different types that are listed. Some are very specific to like a film Mm -hmm. and some are more generic. Like there's, there's like, I think like two that I would say are kind of like the most common definitions, which are slow zombies and, and fast zombies. So all of these kind of have some permutation of that. And then there's like, maybe the subgroup of intelligent zombies. But mm. those are less common and more in the kind of... less of a horror genre, more the fantasy or kind of yeah. fun realm when they mm. have some sort of sense of themselves a little bit. Is the fast or slow about how quickly they move or yeah, how quickly yeah. they turn into a zombie? How, how quickly, quickly they, they move. move. But, okay. so I looked into some science YouTube videos about yeah. this and they sort of speculate that how quickly they move is also reflected in how quickly they move uh, had they turn so mm-hmm. so it's to do with the post-mortem interval right, so okay. how long it takes uh from when they die um so it was to, until they turn into until they zombie. turn into so a zombie the latency period i guess between yeah. death and yeah. um so uh, some of the suggestions were uh, sort of th- three different so a something called the morgue zombie mm-hmm. which is a person that is turns when they're sort of 72 hours in mm-hmm. uh, after they die, sort of in the morgue, and when rigor mortis is affecting them. Mm-hmm. So because okay. of rigor mortis, uh, they come with quick, they, they, they are very stiff mm-hmm. and therefore so are they're very slow, slow zombies. Slow zombies. zombies. Yeah. Okay. Um, another sort of was basically the longer it takes. So if, you know, the person has been dead for a while, decomposition has been happening for mm-hmm. a while, their mu- you know, their muscles, they can't really control their muscles. Um, the brain is decomposing. So, right. you know, any sort of movement is affected. So those turn into slow zombies. Mm-hmm. So the okay. only way to get like a fast zombie would be instant Turn. Instant transition. So within seconds, okay. you are a zombie. So basically, there is really no visible change. But I was, what I was wondering is, because the person person is dead, just mm. moves. Yeah. Is decomposition still happening? So do they turn mm. from a fast Ooh. zombie into a slow zombie as they yeah. decompose? Well, that's actually a good question uh, because I think it depends on the universe, the kind of story universe. I think in The Walking Dead. Now I haven't seen it, but I'm kind of looking at. But from like the outside, it does seem that they progressively become more decomposed throughout the years as it goes. So the ones that okay. have been dead quite a long time do start to decompose, although it's really slow. It's like not as fast. Um, but in some other ones, they just kind of seem to perpetuate. But the idea is that they would eventually start to decompose, possibly unless they get their brains that they are always craving mm-hmm. and that it helps stop it. But it really depends on the context of where the initial zombie virus is coming from because it's almost always like a viral or bacterial kind of infection is proposed for it. And in some of these worlds, it's like the virus is keeping you alive or keeping the body animated. So by feeding it, it's keeping that and then it keeps everything else going. So it's kind of reanimating the corpse and it's pushing it to do certain things. So it's sort of, so the cell, uh, the sort of decomposition, Mm -hmm. cell death is not happening. So the sort of, the death is sort of on a 
It's almost like a stasis well, or something Conscious like that. level or something rather yeah. than... A- it's like brain. the brain is dead. So the brain isn't functioning. So something else, this virus is taking over control. <laughs> so I think some books liken it to like, um, you know, the parasites, like the ant yeah. parasite that will come in and like get into the brain and like make it do certain sort of things. So I think it's supposed to be some sort of similar ones to that. It's like a host is taking being taken over. Mm, okay. But it depends. It really depends on which kind of zombie universe that you're okay. framing within. So. Yeah. I guess, like, when you have that sort of thing, then, then it's more likely to have a fast zombie because yeah. um, there is just a different con- controller. Yeah. And it depends on whether they're fully dead or not. Because uh, one of my favorite zombie films is 28 Days Later. But the zombies are fast, and they're called rage zombies because they are freakishly fast and really strong. And it's that they're not 100% dead. They're mostly dead, and they seem to kind of decompose over time as well. Okay. But they're, like, immediately kind of... As soon as they die, they transition into these rage zombies, and they so they have like superhuman. They're strength. almost superhumanly strong because okay. the idea is that you kind of over. I don't remember if this is the movie premise or the kind of whole premise for fast zombies is that you don't have the limits on your body anymore that your brain is making you do. So, like, I'm sure you guys know that it's possible for you to bite off your own finger, like no problem. Your jaw strength is perfectly fine yeah. to like bite off your own finger. You do it with a carrot or whatever, but your brain stops you from doing it. It's like, that's bad. Don't do that. Okay. So you have those limits off so you can be stronger than you are because essentially you're not being... Your body, wow. your body isn't telling you to not do that because it's dangerous. Wow. I feel like some pe- there might be some actual like neurological issues, like diseases that people have that kind yeah. of don't give them these barriers. Well, isn't there? I don't remember the name of it, but there's one disease which you crave, human brain, actually. Yeah, we'd have to look it up. You have to look it up. Maybe not okay. into the podcast or something like that. But it's because you're eating brain, and it's like there's something in it that transfers into you, and it makes you want to have brains or something. So, so you have to eat brain in the first place. Yeah, but there's some ritual groups or some groups that perform rituals on their dead, yeah. and they consume brains right. and in, as part of their ritual to like pass the ancestors onto themselves, and they were inherently like giving themselves this infection without realizing it, and Whoa. then they would have some of these. Essentially, they go insane from it and one of the things was kind of like madness and craving things so I think if you look into it you know you have what you're saying about these roots in like Hoodoo and, and West Africa and the Caribbean so you have those type of ideas but you also have diseases and other things that people do which may be inspiration for where these stories yeah. kind of come from in the first place so yes certainly I I was really interested with the link of uh, sort of zombie lobotomy mm, there's yeah. a lot of that as well I think that's that's very interesting because just the idea of lobotomy is constantly to me is like it's it's crazy just the idea Mm. that somebody thought that it would be a good idea to swiggle a toothpick in somebody's brain well the, the the problem is is that you get a result without knowing why you're getting a result so they do it because it would make these people much more docile you know if they were having some sort of personality problem but there used to be like caravans did you guys do a podcast on lobotomies or anything before. No. No. So there was like a caravan that would like go around and just like offer to lobotomize your like kid with problems or something like that. So mm. it was really common. I think until like what the seventies I think it was happening or yeah, like I, I read an article about it yesterday. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. Uh yeah, about like a doctor who was basically sort of started it in the States and he he would like a showman, he would do a double handed lobotomy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like both eyes ten minutes done he would like his record was like 25 minute women a day or something yeah or maybe even more and it would make them very docile and kind of subservient in a way and, and just, some of them it's it's just a weird effect because sometimes it would yeah just some people there was a diff there was something changed but you don't know what but with some people it just turned them into like a 
mental state of five. Yeah. And some people died. And I think that's why he sort of stopped. But he was stopped because a woman died mm. of, like, brain hemorrhage. Yeah. And that's sort of where his career was over. Mm. And since then, sort of lobotomy hasn't been happening as yeah. much. I mean, it, it does still happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if there's already damage to kind of the frontal area of the brain, that's where all the personality is, they might still have these kind of techniques. But obviously, we've come, thankfully, quite a long way. But it is creating like a zombified state in that way. And also, if you're overly medicated, you become a zombie. So we kind of just use it, I think, yeah. all, over the, all over the place. So. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I have seen an article about zombie raccoons in New York this month. Yes, tell us about them. Uh, it was genuinely like the article came out on the second of October, and it was it's it's a virus called the canine this this temper virus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. Uh, you have to get your dogs vaccinated. Yeah, it, yeah, it affects yeah. dogs, but it, yeah, it was affecting loads of raccoons in a thing sort of the northeast east area of the states but went mm-hmm. to like like central park <laughs> like oh cent- like God. manhattan and what were they acting like? um so they i looked at the video so what they do is they constantly sort of show their teeth as in like like aggressively and are they out in the daytime yeah yeah, yeah. out in the daytime and sort of move in a circle really really confused <gasps> and s- like move in sort of a weird slow sort of way like move one of their hands a lot like mm. like like i saw one that was sort of drumming on the floor and then started drumming on the floor with the other one and it's a parasite that kills them mm. so they sort of get confused get in this weird state mm. and then gradually it kills them so i think what i read it like kill like 150 raccoons like they found um, wow. in new york and then they had to kill all the mm-hmm. other infected ones because it's like a horrible virus. Yeah, like a zombie raccoon mm-hmm. virus or something like that. See, initially, I was going to say, it sounds like the cutest thing ever, like little zombie raccoons. But uh, the <laughs> no. fact that it's killing them and uh, that sounds... Yeah, it's yeah unfortunately not. Yeah. Raccoons. They're so cute. They are so cute. I love They're raccoons. Little grabby hands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the set, one of the saddest videos is the raccoon where they give them um, oh, the a cotton candy. candy. Uh, I haven't seen it. Does because, he love it? No, well, because what they do cool. is they wash... Their food before they eat it, cotton candy dissolves in water. Wait, ra- like raccoons always wash their food? Yes. Like he dunked it in water? Yes. Yeah. And he was like scrambling in the water looking for it. He didn't know oh, where it went. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, I have to see it. Yeah, yeah so it's cute. so cute. It's so oh, sad. Poor I love guy. Yeah. Maybe he drank the water later and it was sweet. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back uh, to zombies. Tell us about your favorite zombie movie ah well obviously I'm quite into zombies and I've watched a lot of films but I think the hands down the best one and I think many of our listeners would agree this is the best zombie film ever at least in the modern modern era yeah because there's like the classics like the Romeros and stuff like that but it's Shaun of the Dead Okay. Which is one of the best films possibly ever. Is it Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It's a rom-com zom movie. So it's romance, (laughs) it's comedy, and it's zombies, which is why you still love it. So you should watch it. You don't like scary films. There's like a couple of little scary bits, but mostly it's just hilarious. Is it like Hot Fuzz? It's the prequel. It's it's the first part of the Cornetto trilogy. Because I hate Hot Fuzz. (laughs) Okay, well, you might not enjoy it. Um, I think it's great, and it's actually filmed uh, just down the road from where I live right now. Oh, Oh, Crouch End in London. Okay. And uh, it's just great, and it's kind of like what it, what happens when the zombie apocalypse happens and you're just living through it and you're just trying to get around and you know what do you what choices do you make and things like that but it's so so funny and 
um, for listeners who are not based in the UK, um, when I first watched it, I was in the States. So this is like in 2005 or something when it originally came out. And when I, I watched it and then when I moved to the UK, I'm like, wow, this really is what England is like. <laughs> Like the like, people are the same. It was like a perfect cross section of English oh. culture, kind of at the time, and it's really good. And you know, even almost fifteen years later or something like that, it still really stands up. It's still really a great, absolutely great film. But it's slow zombies in okay. there. Um, they're like not quite super shambly, but they are quite slow. Um, and the the way that they're kind of attacking is on on mass. Okay. So it's like a whole bunch kind of would pile on and just start grabbing out innards and things like that, just trying to eat everything that they could. Yeah. Um, so they're quite aggressive and persistent, I think, would be the type of zombie there. So they're not easily distracted by things. They kind of focus on their target and they kind of go towards it. But then some of them are just kind of in their backyards where they would have died, just kind of lurching about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's great. So I love that one. Another okay. comedy one, which is really good, is Zombieland. It has Woody Harrelson in it, and oh. <laughs> oh, I don't remember the main male character's name, but it's also really funny, and it's kind of what happens when you're living through after. Like, the zombie apocalypse has happened, and you're still alive, and you're trying to find maybe other people, and kind of yeah. what happens then. And just, this isn't really a spoiler, but at the end, it all ends in kind of like an amusement park. So just, that's the vo- the voice okay. of this whole thing, and that's where the two-tap kind of thing comes from so it's like double tap to the head you know you gotta you gotta think about how you're gonna get your zombie down because it's always a headshot okay you have to you gotta go for that you have to destroy the brain right you have to destroy the brain or several sever the spinal cord so you can kind of do torso shots as much as you want it's not really going to do anything but you have to destroy the brain and this is the same in Shaun of the dead is pretty much the same across the zombie uh genre that you have to go for the head okay kill the brain yep or behead them in some way well What's your uh, what's your view on the Game of Thrones zombies? Because that's the oh, only ones I can I'm uh, familiar with. Kind of the walkers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. zombies. Yeah, honestly, I haven't. I've, I have read the books back in the day, and oh. I've watched like the last kind of season or two. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure. I think they're more magic, kind of the reanimated yeah, magic they're corpses. Really, yeah, yeah. But they have a, a distinct advantage in that it's cold weather. So if we go with the the idea that zombies will decompose given enough time. Yeah. You know, they're in cold weather. They got it quite a long time before they're gonna decompose, so they kinda have the right thing. You gotta bring winter along with you as you bring the zombies along with you. Although they could freeze in place, so you gotta kinda balance this. <laughs> Very smart. They do seem to be rotting quite well. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of them are mostly skeletonized, which I would argue you wouldn't be able to do. Like, it yeah. is very fantasy. Ma- I mean, come on, we aren't talking about zombies here, but <laughs> zombies are more practical. Very unrealistic. <laughs> but, you know, a skeleton can't support itself. Yeah, right. You know, you have to we have a bit. So, it's more, I think, magic. Yeah, it's true. Whereas it's true, these true. other ones are supposedly, like, viral infections mm-hmm, or right. something like that. So constant. you don't need, like, the controller, the... Right, because in that thing it's yeah. like you kind of i don't know whether it's explicit because there's i don't think there's any there's no books anymore <laughs> at this point but you need like a necromancer or somebody yeah. who like it's very explicit dead it's very explicit and to like bring them back up whereas mm-hmm. in these ones the whole point of the zombies and why they're so terrifying the idea of them is that there isn't anybody controlling them there's nothing that's yeah. actually provoking them nothing except for hunger yeah so you can't stop one person and they will stop. Yeah, you no, have to they would just continue to come after you again and again and again and again. And there's like nothing that you can do. And I think that kind of helplessness, that feeling of helplessness, and this like incessant barrage of essentially things that want to kill you but have no motive for it. 
Yeah. You can't talk them down. You can't say, oh, can we can we have a chat about this? You know, you really don't need my brain. Yeah. It's like there's nothing there. So I think that's what makes them so terrifying. That is terrifying. Because the necromancer stuff is actually less terrifying because you got one person you got to get and then all the zombies don't go down. Right. Yeah. So And you can see the reason. You can, you know, it's easier mm-hmm. to see one grand person is usually, you know, control and that sort of thing. Yeah. When it's just no reason. But I find zombies really quite terrifying. Actually, and I think it's it's partially because of that lack of um, kind of ability to reason with them. If you think of like something like a vampire, you know, which is another type of undead creature, yeah, or dead creature, they're they're supposedly in the myths, you know, they're intelligent. You talk to them, you can speak with them, and maybe you have this idea that you would somehow get away with whatever you're doing, you know, and you'd be able to live. But with zombies, there is literally no. There's the idea is that they are completely unrational things, and they mm-hmm. just so they're quite quite terrifying. Yeah. So we should all have a good plan in place. So what's your plan? We have a few minutes left. Tell us your um, what's your I, plan. I actually think our department is oh. a great place because there's okay. all those fire doors all the way up. So when I had the office on the sixth floor, yeah. and it was fire doors all the way around, and there's like no way to get to it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna stay here. Oh yeah. I think the best advice for zombie apocalypse is to stay where you are. Please do not try and go somewhere that you think is going to be safe. You probably wherever you are is safe enough. Just Hunker lock down. Your doors. Yeah. <laughs> Hunker down. Don't go to the pub. Um, <laughs> don't don't move. Um, and you know, have a shovel. Have a have a cricket bat. Have whatever you need. Yeah. So what weapon? A shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Or a really heavy lead pipe, because I'm not very strong. Oh. So if I had like a wooden bat, there'd be like no way I could get enough force behind yeah. the, an attack to like grab, go for the head. But something that's really heavy that kind of has enough force on its own, you do that. Or a, a kind of shotgun. What do you think about a sword? Yeah, but again, you have to be really quite skilled at it. Yeah, yeah you know, true. because the sword itself is heavy, mm. and then you have to be able to swing it enough. And the problem with that and with the lead pipe is that you have to be close enough to the zombie to do mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. And really, your ideal vision, and this is not encouraging anyone to go do this, you know, is to sit at your window and kind of snipe them from up top. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as they're headed towards your building, um, rather than go and engage with them in hand-to-hand because they would be physically stronger because yes. they don't have any limits on and their strength. And outnumbered. And outnumbered. And if they're like the rage type, like the really aggressive type, they're just going to keep coming no matter how badly you've hurt them. <sighs> you have like one broken ankle. You're dead. Yeah. You're gone. One infected cut, gone. Oh, Fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Enjoy your Halloween. Go yeah, thank you zombie. very much, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Oh, it was yeah, amazing. No we can do it again sometime. Literally when we one have of my favorite topics. Time. I'm also Good. super excited about vampires, and I know way more okay. about them. Just heads up. Okay, we should have another. We did a vampire episode. We did, did deviant we? burials where we oh, kind of right. got, it wasn't just vampires. Okay. got stuck on the vampires a lot. I'm just saying, so I've read should... almost literally every vampire book that exists, so okay. I'm going to there. Okay. Yeah. Let's do for, that For next. movie, film, yeah. historic vampires, all that. Okay. I gotcha. I only know Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, get out of this. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god, my flatmates just rewatched Twilight last week, and I have never heard anyone aggressively and hysterically laughing this much. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> so All we'll right. do another one one day. Cool. Yes. And this is, great. for our listeners, this is our last episode that's going to be in a horrible space with bad sound. Yes. Because we're moving to the radio. Yay. Next week. Where is that? Uh, we're on the... Union uh, radio. Student union radio. Oh, awesome. So we can use the good equipment. And a proper, like, soundproofing room and all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're yes. going to sound great. Starting next week. So subscribe. So yes. you listen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.